Welcome to the Love Yourself Naked podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Glubish, and I've been working with women for over two years to help them ditch the diet mentality, find food freedom, and gain a body confidence that they never knew was possible. There is so much information out there about how to eat, how to exercise, and how to live a healthy lifestyle. My goal on the show is to help answer all your questions and provide you the tools you need to live in peace with food and love your body. So if you are ready to discover what it's like to live a life without obsession, you are in the right place. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the show. So last week was my 28th birthday. And so I thought today as kind of a fun episode, I would do a 28 fun facts to help you all get to know me a little bit better. Um, I am going to just pull things from like questions that you guys have asked me and uh, fun facts that I've had some of my friends share. I kind of asked them, I was like, what are some fun facts about me that I can share with people just to help create more of a connection. I love getting to know my network, my audience. I love getting to know the community. I really, really, really value connection and creating that genuine connection and knowing people on a deeper level. And so I think that this is going to be an opportunity for us to do that. So if you do have any other questions that random questions or questions as a follow-up to this episode that you're like, oh, I actually was kind of wondering this about you, or maybe I tell you a fun fact in this episode. And again, you have a follow-up question to that. Please don't hesitate to reach out. I love chatting with you guys. Um, I do just want to start before we get into the fun facts with sharing how amazing of a day I had last week. It's really, really cool to reflect back on each of my birthdays as the years pass. Um, Not that I'm excited as each of the years pass because getting older is just, it's kind of an interesting experience. I mean, it is exciting. And especially in the light of my relationship with food and my body, um, I've been on this journey of intuitive eating, healing my relationship with food and really embracing food freedom since, you know, I would say probably with incredible intention, maybe for the last like five years without really knowing that that was the journey that I was on. I can say confidently now that I can label that as intuitive eating and healing my relationship with food and embracing food freedom. But, you know, five years ago, really my goal was just to get to a place where I didn't feel like food controlled my life, where I wasn't counting calories. I wasn't, you know, spending countless hours reading food labels and researching health benefits of every single ingredient in everything that I ate and making sure that I was obsessively optimizing my nutrition because that is not health. So it is really cool to just reflect each year on my birthday. It's just like a very easy kind of timestamp for me to look back on each year and see how far I've come. So this year, my birthday actually happened to be a couple days after we got back from Victoria. Um, For those of you who don't know, we, Richard and I were there at the end of May for a triathlon. And that trip was also probably one of the best that I have been on, again, for the reason of having food freedom, being able to enjoy things like fish and chips, ice cream, lots of ice cream. We probably had ice cream maybe three times while we were there. Um, We had popcorn every night. We had creamy pastas and bakery goodies and foods that at one point were all off limits for me or foods that I might have said, I can have these with the condition that when I get home, I go back on a diet or I go back to restricting my food or I reel it in. I actually had an experience while I was away that I I will just share with you guys, um, just as a reminder, I suppose that those sneaky food rules and dieting thoughts 
still creep up on me and I don't consider myself removed from the journey. I consider myself still on the journey and still healing. And, you know, there are challenges that I still do face. So when we were on our way home, um, we had stopped for lunch at this like cute little local, I guess it was like a bakery, a little cafe. Um, anyways, I decided I was going to get the chicken cranberry wrap. Sounded so delicious right up my alley. But as I was reading it, I'm like reading through all the ingredients just to make sure there's nothing that I don't like. And my immediate thought was I'll just get it without the cranberry mayo because mayo for me was always an off-limit food. It was something that was too high in fat. It had um, eggs in it. And just for me, in my mind, that was like a bad food. That was something that made me unhealthy. That was something that uh, could potentially compromise my body, my physique, and it made me feel out of control. And so it was just really interesting because that was like a default programming that just happened. It just came up without me even, without even a split second. It was like, I read that and immediately thought I'm going to take the mayo off of this wrap. And then of course, you know, I caught myself and I was like, absolutely not Chelsea. The cranberry mayo sounds friggin' delicious. You are getting the wrap as is. And I did, and it was delicious. So I definitely still have those thoughts but I just don't let them win anymore. And it is a pretty liberating experience, especially to be able to come home and resume life as normal. And two days later, be able to enjoy all of the food for my birthday. We actually had a couple birthday dinner celebrations um, and lots of treats. I had, um, we had chicken burgers, we had cheesecake, chocolate cupcakes, s'mores. We really went all out on the desserts. And I actually just finished the last chocolate cupcake this morning because Richard's mom made so many of them. But who doesn't love leftovers, especially when you have established that food and body trust enough that they can sit on the counter for a whole week without disappearing in one setting. It's pretty cool, but it's also taken me a long time to get there. And so if you are not there, please don't feel bad. Just know that you can get there if you want to. You can learn to understand your hunger and fullness cues and give yourself permission to enjoy those off-limit foods, those fear foods, that cranberry mayo, you know, the cupcakes, all of those things without going overboard or feeling sick or feeling like you need to compensate for it. You know, you don't have to go on vacation and indulge in those things and then come home and think about how you're going to get back on the wagon, which new diet you're going to start, or how many more hours you have to spend in the gym. However, that was me at one point. And so, yeah, this was just a really, a, a really liberating and affirming birthday experience for me because it absolutely is the most free that I have ever been when it comes to food and my body. Okay. That was a really extended intro into the fun facts that I'm going to share, but I hope that offers you some hope that you too can experience life in this way. So with that, let's hit the fun facts. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning, all of these are like questions that I've been asked or fun facts that I've been told by my friends or just things that I think might help you connect with me, might help us connect as, um, as a community. And, uh, so yeah, they're not totally random, but here we go. The first one, a lot of you, I feel like might know this already, but I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. I am absolutely a creature of habit when it comes to my nutrition and my food choices. And I definitely try to like zhuzh things up a little bit. Um, for a couple of reasons, I like to provide all of you who are subscribed to my newsletter with new recipes. I like to 
um, provide new recipes for my clients. I like to just show you guys that you can have fun with food. You can include all of the ingredients that you want to include, things that might be off limits, and your meals can still be nourishing and satisfying at the same time. However, I do love a good bowl of protein powder, yogurt, granola, and banana. That is my go-to. If I don't have that, it's usually because Richard is making breakfast and he makes the best eggs. He just cooks them perfectly. And so if he's making breakfast, we always have toast and turkey bacon and eggs and tomatoes. So pretty much the same thing every single day, one of those two options. Another fun fact is that I love chunks in my food. I know this sounds weird now that I'm saying it out loud, but that's just always how I say it. I always say I love anything with chunks. So ice cream, bowls, wraps, anything that has some sort of like a crisp or even things like edamame beans. I love putting edamame beans in my bowls and any kind of stir fries that I make, ice cream that has nuts or seeds or chocolate chunks, uh, bowls. You know, I, I could not eat yogurt just plain without some sort of like granola or um, seeds or nuts or something in there. So love chunks. I'm also going to just shameless plug at my granola. If you guys have not made it, it is the absolute bomb. It is my salted caramel granola. I make it pretty much every week because I eat it in my breakfast every day and Richard will just snack on it out of the jar that I keep it in. It's the absolute best. So if you want to get your hands on that recipe, make sure you just shoot me a message and let me know and I'll send it your way. Okay. Next fun fact. I was a cheerleader for 13 years. Many of you know this. Some of you don't. I wanted to actually share this one because I very often get asked what I do, what sport I play, if I'm a bodybuilder. And when I say that I do triathlon, people are often surprised because I don't necessarily have the physique of a triathlete. And so then I I typically will follow up by saying, well, you know, I cheered for 13 years. Prior to that, I was in dance and gymnastics. And so I just have a long history of being active. And the thing about that is that your body has muscle memory. So especially for people who have been active for a very long time, their body retains that muscle a lot easier than people who haven't been. It's also a lot easier for them to put that muscle back on. So I do find for myself as well that when I take periods off of going to the gym and I might lose some of my muscle mass, it is very easy for me to put it back on. I think that this is just an important reminder because what you see isn't always the full picture. So you might see that I go to the gym and you might think that, well, if I just eat the way that Chelsea eats and I just exercise the way that she does, then I will look like her. And that is simply not true because you likely didn't cheer for 13 years. And even if you did, we have different genetics and we, you know, we process stress in different ways and we experience life in different ways. And our lifestyle factors are not always going to be equal. So a bit of a tangent with that one. Um, but when I was thinking about that fun fact, it was coming from that place of people just always asking me, you know, what do you do? What, what sports are you involved in? What was your background in sports like? So thought I'd share that one. I cheered for a very long time and it was an amazing time of my life. And it was very hard to step out of the sport. I know that I have a lot of listeners who I cheered with or who I maybe coached. And, um, yeah, you guys know, you get it. Okay. Next one kind of along the same lines is, um, about triathlon. So I do triathlon now. That is kind of like my sport, my hobby, the thing that I do for myself. And I did my first one last year, my very first triathlon last year. And it was actually an Ironman, which is the longest distance 
sort of that you can do. There's also, I think like ultra Ironmans now. I, I, I don't really know. I haven't, um, that's just beyond where I'm at currently. So Ironman is kind of my jam. That was the first triathlon that I signed up for. If you know me, you know that I am very, I don't want to say all or nothing because I definitely, in certain regards, yes, but I definitely try to work on that mindset. So it's not destructive, um, or detrimental to me, but definitely my mindset when I signed up for the Ironman was, well, if I'm going to do a triathlon, I may as well just do the full distance. So that is what I did. I signed up for a full distance triathlon, which is 3.8 kilometer swim, 180 kilometer bike, and then a 42 kilometer run. So it's quite the endeavor. Um, I did it last year in 13 and a half hours and it was the best day of my entire life. And, um, Richard and I, we were in Victoria, at the end of May to do a half Ironman. And then I've got another one later this year. So Ironman, triathlon, all of that is just my jam. Another fun fact though, that kind of tailgates off of that is I actually only started cycling a year ago. And a lot of people are also quite surprised when they hear about the progression of me as a triathlete. Um, my background when it comes to endurance sports is primarily in running. So I started running when I was, I think 18. Yeah. 18 or 19. And, uh, I started swimming two years ago in November and I started cycling exactly a year ago. So last May was when I bought my bike and I remember my first bike ride was 21 kilometers. And I thought that that was like epic. I was like, oh my God, yes, this is so awesome. Not even really conceptualizing that Ironman, the full distance is 180 kilometer bike. So I was still leaps and bounds away from where I needed to be, but I think it's just pretty cool to say that, you know, I just started cycling in May and I was able to train hard enough and effectively enough and smart enough and nourish my body enough and just take care of it enough in those four months leading up to Ironman that I was able to get to 180 kilometers. So super cool. Um, but yeah, I only started cycling a year ago and I am obsessed with it now. I absolutely love it. I'm going to interrupt this episode for just a minute to invite you to start your intuitive eating journey, to truly discover what it's like to live in peace with food and accept your body. Maybe you've thought about what it would be like to live without food rules, but fear that you won't be able to control yourself around pizza, cookies, ice cream. Maybe you have a desire to eat without food guilt, but fear weight gain. That is why I created my 12-week intuitive eating program, a step-by-step guide to help you ditch the diet mentality and embrace food freedom. Inside the program, you have access to all the tools you need to help you understand your metabolism, eat healthy, satisfying meals, and never feel the need to go on another diet again. You also have access to one-on-one coaching calls with me to help design a custom game plan specifically for you. So if you're ready, I'd love for you to join me in the fall session starting September, 2023. You can grab your spot on the waitlist at bloombodycollective.com under the services tab, food freedom course, or click the link below. Whether you've tried intuitive eating in the past or you're sick of dieting and ready to discover what it's like to have a relationship with food that isn't stressful, this program will transform your life. All right, now back to the episode. Next one, I was a mega nerd growing up. Some of you might not be surprised at this. Some of you might, um, but nerd to the point of like, I would make my girlfriends play school at our slumber party. So I had this whiteboard in the basement. And then I also had this mini little desk that had a whiteboard on it. And yeah, I would literally make them play school when they would come over to have sleepovers. I was 
that kid that like got to school early, stayed in class during recess, always had extra workbooks at home. Yeah, I was mega, mega nerd. Um, but another fun fact is that I actually failed organic chemistry in university. Yeah, I had to take it twice, which is wild to me and something that I don't really talk about because I historically have had a lot of shame around it. But um, Brene Brown says that shame doesn't exist or no, shame only exists when we have secrecy, silence, and judgment. And so I really do my best to talk about things that we might have shame around because that's the only way that we can get out of that little shame bubble. So yeah, fun fact, I failed OCHEM in university, had to take it twice. Not a fun time. I really, really hated organic chemistry. Okay, next one. Favorite color is pink. That's kind of a lame fun fact, honestly. Um, but yeah, my favorite color is pink. All things pink. When Richard and I moved in together, I brought all of my pink stuff from my old place and he is just the most amazing human and let me keep most of it. So we've got pink towels. I've got a pink rug in the office. What else do we have that's pink? Just like some random pink decor. Anyways, bless him. Love pink. Okay, next one. Um, I have never smoked. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've also never dabbled with drugs and not for any particular reason. Um, I'm not going to like, I don't, you know, obviously marijuana is legalized in our society. Um, I do have, there is a history of substance abuse in my family. I wouldn't necessarily say that I've never smoked or dabbled with drugs because of those things. Um, I just simply haven't, you know, a lot of people will ask, why or people will you know inquire about like oh like you know have you done marijuana or mushrooms or i don't even know what else there is in the world now but people talk about it very nonchalantly you know i would say that smoking and drugs are very normalized in our society and uh so yeah it is a very interesting conversation i find for a lot of people because they often question you know well do you judge other people that do it are you against it and the answer is no i just simply haven't. That is just, that's just it. And I think now that I'm 28 years old, I probably never will because I think we can all agree that when you're a kid, you are a little bit more inviting to try things that you know might be a little bit risky, right? Um, I definitely had a lot of boozing time in my younger years. I definitely did a lot of stupid things when I was under the influence and definitely pushed the threshold of what was safe and what was not. And we won't get too much into that, but um, I think, yeah, when you're younger, it's a lot easier to throw caution to the wind. So I think now that I'm 28, I likely never will. Um, but yeah, that's that fact. Next one, current Netflix obsession. P.S. If anybody has any like movie recommendations or Netflix series recommendations, please send them my way because Richard and I love having like a Friday or Saturday night. We call it movie night, but often it ends up being like a Netflix series or a documentary or something like that, a show that we watch. Anyways, we love doing that with like all of our movie snacks um, and just really going all out. So our current Netflix obsession is Virgin River. I'm not going to get into what it's about because it's pretty, pretty layered. But also this is kind of a secondary fun fact to this fun fact. I actually didn't own a television until last year. So Richard and I moved into our new place in November and we took his sister's TV from his parents' place. Um, and that's the first time that I've had a TV since I have lived on my own, which it's been 11 years now that I've lived on my own. Um, I just never, I guess, found the need or I was just always too busy to watch TV. So yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, 
I also don't follow pop culture. This is really bad, but I shared recent, I shouldn't say it's bad. It's really interesting and laughable. So I shared recently in my food freedom course, a snippet from eat, pray, love. It's the one where they're eating pizza and um, they're talking about kind of like body acceptance and talking about dieting and diet culture and about just eating the pizza. And so anyways, I was saying that we all need a friend like Sandra Bullock who encourages buying a bigger pant size and embracing the muffin top if it means enjoying your life and eating the damn pizza. And I'm sure if you know this scene and this movie, you are cringing right now because I said Sandra Bullock because it was in fact Julia Roberts who starred in this film. So um, as I'm like going through the course and I'm talking about this, all of the women are shaking their heads and laughing at me. And I was like, what? Did I say something? They're like, Chelsea, Julia Roberts. So anyways, I may be book smart, but I certainly am not well-versed when it comes to pop culture things. Um, on the same topic, next fun fact, I don't like scary movies. Even action films, I'm really not a fan of. They just get my heart racing and get my nervous system activated and I get like sweaty and I just don't feel great. And sometimes, honestly, shows or movies like that send me in this spiral of, oh my God, what if this happened to me? Or what if this happened to a loved one? Or what if this happened in real life? And then I get thinking and, you know, the bit of an anxiety, anxiety tornado ensues. So yeah, I just kind of steer clear of anything scary too intense like that. Okay. This one's really funny. I still have my baby blanket and I wish that I could show you pictures as I'm talking about this because it's so mangled. You guys, it's not even a blanket. It's a rag. And my little sister Maddie actually always says when I go over to their house, they live back in Alberta. Um, but when I go over there, if I bring my blanket, Maddie will say, Oh, I see you brought the rag because it quite literally is shredded and destroyed. So it actually now belongs to Hoka. He sleeps with it in his bed because I also don't think Richard would want me to sleep with my baby blanket in our bed. So it sleeps with Hoka, but I do still have it. I also have four tattoos, which is a really fun fact because I hate needles. And if you know me, you're like, yeah, this is the biggest hypocrisy of all time because I literally need to get laid down when I go and get any blood work done. Um, if I have to get an immunization. So when I got vaccinated a couple of years ago during the pandemic, I brought a friend with me and she had to hold my hand and she was like stroking my head. And yeah, it was a whole thing. That is, I would say for sure, one of my biggest fears is needles. I also, this is so interesting because I think when I was a kid, I wanted to get tattoos, which is interesting because I, again, hate needles. Um, and one of the tattoos that I wanted to get was never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game, which if you know, that was from a Cinderella story. And I still really resonate with that saying. And I don't think that I'll ever get that tattooed, but I just love that one. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. So I thought I'd share that. Okay. Next one. When I was a kid and into my adulthood, I actually wanted to be a brain surgeon. So I told you guys that I was a mega nerd. Yeah. I was a mega, mega nerd and I loved the brain. I remember being in, I think it was grade 11, um, in bio 30 and we were learning about the nervous system and the brain. And I was just obsessed with it. And I remember like going to buy my own, um, neuroscience textbook and like starting to do my own research. And anyways, I decided not to go down the path of medicine for a number of different reasons, but yeah, I wanted to be a brain surgeon. Okay. This is another food related fun fact. I hate pineapple on pizza. Actually hate is a strong word. 
I just don't really enjoy pineapple on pizza, which might surprise you after I told you that I really enjoy chunks in my food, but that is one that's just like a little bit weird to me. I just like my pineapple cold and crunchy and not soft and like gooey, you know, on pizza. I don't know. I just feel like fruit on pizza shouldn't be a thing. Although I do really like a pear pizza. So I'm kind of all over the map here. So it might just be pineapple. Anyways, I don't like pineapple on pizza. My first concert was Shania Twain and I hated it. Okay. I didn't hate it. I really need to stop using that word. Basically what happened is I think I was about 10 years old and my parents told me that we were going to see Shrek live. And I was so excited because I loved Shrek. And so we get to Rexall Place, which was the old arena in Edmonton, like the old, the big hockey arena where they had all the concerts. And it was friggin' Shania Twain. And I didn't even like country at the time. Now I'm obsessed with country. But back then I was into, I think like rap and hip hop or pop probably, who even knows. But yeah, I was not a happy camper. But that was my first concert. I feel like I should have organized these facts in more of like a – not chronological order, but an order that makes sense. Cause I'm kind of bouncing all over the place here with them. But, um, the next one is going back to talking about my training and it is that I used to run in minus 40 degree weather when I lived in Edmonton. And I actually did a 25 K trail run one year in minus 30 degrees. And actually it was supposed to be 50 K and I bailed at 25. I bailed halfway. And I was like, Nope, you guys can drive me back to the start. Cause I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Kudos to all of the volunteers that were there because I was at least running. I can't imagine just standing out in minus 30, giving people water and food and cheering them on, like bless their souls. But yeah, cold, cold weather in Edmonton. Super thankful that I don't have to deal with that in Kelowna anymore. Um, I also don't like cantaloupe. I have chosen not to use the word hate. We're back to food now. I don't like cantaloupe. I don't like potatoes. I don't like black licorice, white potatoes. I should clarify, white potatoes. I love me some sweet potatoes. And I love all other kinds of fruit, just not cantaloupe, which is really unfortunate because Richard just bought a cantaloupe. So sorry, babe, probably not gonna eat that. When I was a kid, I actually also really didn't like chocolate and I didn't like pop. I didn't like the fizz. Um, now I definitely like chocolate, big chocolate fan. I am not a huge fan of pop. Sometimes I'll crave it and I'm like, I could just really go for a good old A&W root beer. But for the most part, I really just love soda water. We've got probably every single bubbly flavor in our house that you could ever imagine. Plus like all of the PC plus brand flavors of what you would consider bubbly, um, which does include root beer actually. And somebody told me recently that there's a bunch of other fun flavors. Like there's a vanilla cherry Coke or something like that. And an orange creamsicle. We haven't managed to get our hands on those ones yet, but hopefully soon because that sounds friggin' delicious. So anyways, yeah, I really didn't like a lot of things that most people do. Um, I have moved 13 times in the last 10 years. I moved out when I was quite young and actually another fact, this, I guess will be a bonus fact that most people don't know. And you know, I don't often talk about because it just doesn't really have a place in most conversations. And if I'm being honest, I probably do still have some shame and shadowing around it. Um, but I mentioned briefly already a little bit that there is a history of substance abuse in my family. And um, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that my dad is actually an alcoholic. So that caused a lot of issues in the household growing up. It was often not the most stable environment. And so, yeah, I chose to move out quite young. Um, I'm not actually in communication with my biological dad anymore, 
but I do have what I call my adopted family. And this is actually another fun fact that I was going to offer is that I'm an only child, but I mentioned already my sister Maddie. And so my adopted family, as I call them, I actually met when I was, I think 17, I think the same year that I moved out and uh, 16 or 17, maybe 16. Anyways, Maddie's family, the Kirsch's, and I actually met them through cheerleading. So probably another reason that I'm so grateful for my time in that sport. Um, I was coaching Maddie and just developed a really great relationship with her parents and, you know, babysat her a couple of times and they just got to know my story and could really empathize with it because they also moved out quite young. Um, they had kids quite young and so experienced their own challenges and really just took me in as part of their family. And um, that obviously was, you know, like 12 years ago now. So fast forward, I think probably around the time that I was 19 or 20, uh, Maddie just started introducing me as her big sister. And they just started introducing me as Maddie's big sister to their family and friends. And the rest is just kind of history. So yeah, they are my, for all intents and purposes, family. And I'm super grateful for them. Um, back when I was in university, this is our next fun fact. I dated one of my TAs, my bio, I can't remember what bio, bio 108, bio 107, bio 108, I think bio 108 TA, not while I was in that course, it was after the fact. So don't worry, there were no conflicts of interest, but, um, yeah, kind of a funny thing. And I remember back in the day, you know, when I was dating him or even after the fact, when people would ask, you know, how we met and I would say that it was just always such a, such an uproar because, well, potentially a little bit controversial. Anyways, <laughs> there you go. Judge if you will. Next fun fact, I don't like big cities. I was so happy to get out of Edmonton for a number of different reasons, uh, but one of them being that, yeah, I just don't really love big cities. Even Kelowna, honestly, is a little bit big uh, for my liking. I would be so happy to live out in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of land and just hear the crickets chirping and um, just be able to see the stars at night. That would be my total cup of tea. So yeah, not really a fan of big cities. This one is really, really random, but when I was 10 years old, I got my period. So sorry if there's any men listening, but um, I think that this is just an interesting one because, you know, obviously there's a range of ages when women start their menstrual menstrual cycle, sorry. And yeah, I was just a wee little gal. So I was 10. And, you know, I think that that's part of, that's, I think that's an important part of my story because that definitely was a season of my life where I was facing body image issues. You know, my body changed a lot quicker than other people's and I was battling hormone changes and all of those fun things. So um, definitely probably a big contributing factor to the development of my eating disorder and body image struggles and all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, 10 years old when I got my period. My guilty pleasure, I've kind of already mentioned this. People always ask what your guilty pleasure is. My guilty pleasure is definitely ice cream. I love all things ice cream. I really love ice cream with nuts in it. Unfortunately, Richard is allergic to nuts. So I don't often eat ice cream with nuts in it anymore because we just like to share everything. Um, but definitely my favorite would be salted caramel. Salted caramel, anything. I already told you I make the best salted caramel granola. Salted caramel is just like the most bomb flavor. So yeah, guilty pleasure, definitely ice cream. The thing that stresses me out the most is being rushed. I hate that feeling 
of being rushed. When you are just like bouncing from one place to another, I'm somebody who always creates gaps in my calendar, in my schedule. So if I have one thing scheduled, I'll give myself a 30 minute buffer window or an hour buffer window because I really just like to have those moments of grounding in between. I hate being rushed from one thing to another. All right. Fun fact. Number 27. We are almost there. My biggest pet peeve, people talking about dieting, (laughs) dieting and their bodies. Um, It was funny when Richard and I were in Victoria, there was this random lady that just came up and was just chatting with us about what we were doing and where we were going. And she got into the keto diet that she was on. And Richard just kind of gave me a look and started laughing because he knew that my blood was boiling on the inside. So yeah, that definitely would be my biggest pet peeve. And then last but not least, I thought I would share with you guys my favorite cocktail. So I used to be a big slush gal, like the mega, um, what are they even called? Bulldogs, Mexican bulldogs, where you had like a margarita slush and then a little coronita inside. So just like the baby Corona bottles, I was all over those. But I think now they're just a little bit too sweet for me, a little bit too much for me in general. I'm not really a big boozer. I don't drink very much anymore. Even when Richard and I go out for dinner, we'll usually get one drink and share it. And we usually pick a fun cocktail, but I definitely like fruity. I would say gin is probably my favorite liquor. I also love Pims. So I think that I would say my favorite cocktail is a nice Pims cup or a gin martini of some sort, not just straight up gin, but maybe um, gin and like some grapefruit juice or something yummy like that. So that's it. That's all I have for you guys. 28 fun facts to celebrate my 28th birthday, a little bit of a different direction than I normally go with my podcast episodes, but I hope that that gave you a little bit of insight into who I am, a little bit of the behind the scenes. And as I said at the beginning, please, if you have any questions, if you are like, we want to know more fun facts, tell me more, then let me know. And I'm happy to share and I'm happy to chat. And um, I would love to know more about you as well. So please, if you are listening to this and you're like, I relate so much to what you talk about in this episode or in other episodes, don't hesitate to reach out. Let's chat. I would love to know how you feel, what your thoughts are on the podcast and just on everything I talk about in general. So thank you for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys got value from the show, I would love for you to rate and share it. And if you have any questions about the conversation today, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chelsea Glubish. Catch you on the next one.